Hey, this is Dan with Novice No Longer, and you are listening to the App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast. Straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy. Sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy Podcast. I am your host, it's Paul Kemp, and I've got a great guest today. Um, and uh, let me just give you the reason why I approached this guest, and I'm thrilled that he could join us on the show. Uh, I've been working on uh, internet stuff pretty much um, oh, the last five, six years now, and uh, I was doing a lot of projects uh, where which involved screen capture, and I was using one of my favorite pieces of software. It's from TechSmith. It's called Camtasia. And I'm a big fan of that software. I used to do a lot of screen captures and uh, it used to do the recordings. And uh, Camtasia made it very, very easy for me. And then I was thrilled that they started to think about apps because every single app developer listening to this show right now has an enormous amount of talent. And we want to share this with the world. And the best way of doing it is through screen captures where we can record via audio, capture the things that we're doing on uh, our phones, our iPhones, and then uh, reveal that to the whole of the world and uh, do these educational tutorials. So I am thrilled that Daniel Foster could join us. Daniel Foster is the marketing lead at TechSmith App Show, and uh, he's come to here to talk a little bit about uh, the product and help us teach. So Daniel, welcome to the App Guide podcast. Thank you so much, Paul, and thanks for the uh, kind words about Camtasia. It's uh, It's one of our uh, products that people just fall in love with that and snag it. We get we get more hugs when we go to trade shows. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah, well, I have to say that there is this little phrase that we're all very familiar of. It happens to a lot of us, and it's when Apple Sherlock us. And uh, <laughs> I used to be a, a big user of Snagit. I bought the product for years. Um, when I migrated over to MacBook Pro, what did they do? They did an easy Snagit inbuilt into the uh, Mac itself. And I guess that that Sherlocked you. <laughs> you know, um, it has been a, a changing uh, landscape out there. And, you know, when we first started with Snagit, I guess 25 years ago or so, um, you know, th- there just wasn't anything else that kind of would do even basic capture. And so capture was a big deal. There was the print screen key. So even from the beginning, we kind of had a competition from the OS. Um, but what we, we looked at was taking that full end-to-end um, because with the print, print screen key, you just got, you know, an image dumped into, well, you got to figure out what to do with it, put it in paint, I guess. Um, and so having the editing tools and then the sharing built in. And what I would say to folks that are on Mac is give Snagit a look for the, um, for the video capabilities as well and some of the more advanced annotation features and sharing. So you, you never know. You might, you might uh, fall back in love with Snagit. <laughs> and I think that's the thing, isn't it? We all have to be mindful of the fact that if we get something that's incredibly successful, then we're often, uh, Apple or Google do uh, recognize that, then they have the resources to just jump in. And, uh, and because they're they're the owners of the platform, then you know they have the right to pretty much what we, we call Sherlock, uh, Sherlock us. Now, uh, uh, this is without joke. I absolutely swear that this had just happened. My wife, literally just 20 minutes before this recording, asked me, she's, she's on a Windows uh, machine, I think running Windows 7. She says, Paul, I need to uh, ca- capture this uh, image from um, some calendar and put it into a, an email. 
and uh, spent about 10 minutes searching Google because I've forgotten how to do this on a Windows machine. And it, it's archaic. It's really archaic. Yeah. You know, this print screen and then you get the whole thing thrown in. You can't c cut it or crop it. And uh, yeah, it was just, I says, uh, that, that's amazing because I am going to just be chatting with uh, Daniel Foster and we're going to be talking about Snagit <laughs> and others. And yeah, yeah. So uh, I would appeal to anyone using a Windows machine, please get rid of it. Get downloads, snag it right now. It's just going to save you a huge amount of time. Well, thanks. So, you know, the other flip side of that, right, is that then uh, Apple opens up opportunities that uh, on the technical side that we can take advantage of. And that's really where AppShow had its genesis. Yeah, let's talk about AppShow because that's one of the reasons why you're a guest on this show is to understand what we can be doing to capture the things that we're doing on iPhone. Yeah, so at WWDC, um, you know, when Apple talked about this new capability um, to have a short video along with your screenshots in the App Store, um, you know, you, your five screenshots, and then they said, oh, now you can also put a 30-second video um, with that to show people a real uh, realistic kind of overview of what the app does. And obviously a light went on in our heads when they talked about how you're going to make those, and they unveiled the ability to hook up a device running iOS 8 using a lightning cable and connect it to your Mac running Yosemite and be able to directly capture using QuickTime. And so, of course, we started digging in, you know, under the covers a little bit to say, if, if they're doing that with QuickTime, could we build an app that would do that um, and then add more to it? So, uh, yeah, because I, I will have to ask about the the, the genesis of this, um, is it true that Apple have been very restrictive with regards to screen capture uh, on the device itself? And uh, they've rejected most apps that had any ability to somehow capture the uh, record the screen. Yeah, I mean, this really has been a, a desire of many people to figure out how to do this. And, and the works, workarounds involved um, jailbreaking your phone, uh, you know, Cydia or something like that. Um, and there are a couple other, you know, emulator type options, um, or using something like a Reflector app or something, you know, Air Server based. Um, but all those have some limitations or drawbacks in terms of how much frame rate you get. Um, is the experience exactly like, you know, actually using it on the device? And, and it tends to be no. The answer is no. So this really was the first time that there was any inkling that um, Apple would have kind of an approved way to capture the screen of a mobile of an iOS device. Yeah, the, I know that there's one or two apps that made it through the App Store and then they were found out and then rejected. And uh, yeah. and so, because, you know, a lot of us, uh, you know, listening, if, uh, for, for, for instance, if we're just uh, iPhone users and we don't own a Mac, uh, Macs can be quite expensive. iMacs, uh, any Apple device is obviously expensive. And just to be able to capture independently of and, and do it specifically from either the phone or the iPad seems to be, like there's a big demand for it, but uh, the thought of trying to jailbreak your device just for capturing the screen is is pretty, um, you know, over over uh, complicated in terms of what we're trying to do. So yeah, yeah. Uh, what what are you sort of finding people using uh, your screen capture for? What what's uh, the the primary driver of demand? So as we looked at this opportunity that was opening up in the market, um, it became clear that there would be some adoption curve. We knew that the first people would be iOS developers. You know, they would be the ones most likely to have Yosemite and be working on their apps, updating them for iOS 8, so they'd have betas of both of those. Um, so, so because of that, we targeted this, this early use case of these app preview videos um, 
They're also fairly simple videos. They don't, they don't um, demand a ton of production. They don't tend to involve things. In fact, Apple has said you can't use um, camera video, you know, no over-the-shoulder shots, no animated fingers moving around in your video. So um, it seemed like a great opportunity and a great starting point. Um, we kind of talk about it as the tip of the spear uh, to, to go after that. So that's the use case we're focused on right now. Um, and the open beta that we have available is is um, really optimized for those 30-second app preview videos that go in the store. But then we're looking beyond that right away, too, because as we've talked to the different developers, um, we reached out to everybody who was featured at WWDC in the talk about app, app previews, for example. And in some of those conversations, we've been hearing, yeah, I have to make these 30-second videos, but I would like to be uh, making training videos on a more regular basis or support kind of videos to answer those those questions that you get that distract you from making your app better, you know? Yeah. Um, but you're like, I, I could get bogged down in email all day answering those questions. Well, make a few videos and, and post them somewhere that people can find them and, or at least link to them. Um, and then a third category I would call the kind of marketing teaser. So, you know, think about the kind of anticipation you can build for your, your update of your app or your next level that you're building in your game or the new app that you're building, if you start leaking some of that out in advance and, and tease it with, with just short little videos that show some of the, the gameplay or some of the action inside the app. This is uh, great stuff. It really is. Because uh, ironically, it's uh, at the same time, uh, just a few weeks ago, uh, that I did put on, uh, on offer on my website the ability to run these uh, videos, these promo videos. And uh, we had a few guests on the show who are startup founders for apps, and they're doing exactly that. They have a quick promo of the app, and it's there as a teaser. It's there as a demonstration. It's there as a, a marketing tool to bring attraction and appeal and style to our app and get people generally to download it. Well, in my, you know, my uh, the last thing I did at TechSmith before working on this app show team was was heading up our social media efforts, and you know, social media is such a great tool for for app developers because it, it's optimized for visuals. So making these videos and and doing some you know teaser screenshots just is a great fit for the platform, um, and it's the kind of stuff that people like to share, you know, because they're the first in the know. They follow you, they see what's going on, they they can share, you know, here's what's coming next in my favorite game or my my favorite app. So I think it's a really great opportunity. Great. And uh, we'll have to ask, you've obviously chosen uh, iPhone, uh, iOS uh, over Android. Is there any specific reason for that? Are you able to give us some, some, some of your thinking behind that? Because that is a common question that I get from the apps to tribe is, what do I start with? Do I start with iOS? Do I start with Android? Yeah, and I think that's going to, you know, so much vary based on audience. Um, but we, we looked at um, the market of people that were likely to, you know, buy app show long term. And but but honestly, what was really driving the decision was this opening up a legitimate way to capture the screen. Um, when, you know, Apple sort of saying, here are APIs, here are ways that you can do this. Um, that just didn't that I, as far as I know, that doesn't still it doesn't exist on Android, you know, you can root your device and do that kind of thing. But um, it's really not the same. So that was kind of the key, the key driver for us was a legitimate um, you know, above board way to do screen capture of the mobile device. So I just want to summarize at this point for the apps to tribe listening. So we, we know where we are. So effectively we can go and visit your site and, uh, download your software. As long as we're running, uh, 
uh, Yosemite and uh, we have the iOS 8 running on our device, then we can connect these two and we can use your uh, software to then capture the navigation around our app. Uh, and then we can incorporate that into a video and then I guess add music behind it and manipulate it like a, any video. Uh, and uh, then we're not getting um, you know, one of those horrid uh, YouTube videos where you're kind of fingering the, the iPhone uh, in a way. Uh, <laughs> uh, so so we use your, using your software to um, just do a nice seamless video of the screen. Is, is that pretty much where we're at uh, with, with it? That is the basic concept. Um, if you have an iOS 8 device, uh, I would encourage you to check out just on the front page of the store. There's even a list of uh, introducing app previews is what the is what the the featured list is that Apple's put together, and all of those have these videos. But you're seeing more and more apps now have the videos featured. Um, but yeah, uh, the other the other piece I would say is that um, we're so we're really focused on not recreating the nonlinear editor. <laughs> you know, we have Camtasia is a nonlinear editor, and and we love it. We feel like we've made something that's really easy to use and approachable for for video novices. But we're actually trying to take things even a step simpler, um, and so. Part of what we're doing with, with TechSmith App Show is an experiment in a, an alternative approach to content creation. And by that I mean, um, as you are starting to record your content, you're already kind of editing or selecting which pieces you want to keep. Because the typical nonlinear editor, um, I, I like to say, you know, the tool suggests its use. And with a, a typical nonlinear editor, it really encourages you to, to record a lot, just like we used to do in the days of videotape. Just record a bunch and then go in and post and put it all together, um, which is fine if you're a video expert. But for the average guy who's just getting started or an app developer who doesn't have a ton of time to spend on their marketing video, it is really overwhelming. And pretty soon, you've invested hours and even days into this video that you thought you could be done with in a couple hours. So... What we're doing as an alternative is as you are recording, you're selecting, is this what I want to keep? Do I want to do a second take of this? Um, and, and having you record very short chunks. So even in a 30-second video, it's broken down into maybe five smaller pieces. And, and can, you, you can you do the voiceover as you're recording these pieces? Right now, we're, we're working with a record video first and then voiceover, in part to, again, lower that threshold. Because if you've ever tried to navigate your app at the same time as you're narrating what you're doing, it, it actually gets pretty difficult to do both. Um, and you could still do that and, not, and just not record the voiceover if you kind of need that to say, oh, here's what I'm doing. But, but um, we actually have you do, you know, maybe it's a four-second piece. You record four seconds of action. And then once that's you you select um, you can actually record maybe ten or fifteen seconds and then select the four seconds you want out of that, um, and then you can go back afterward and do your your four second narration and we give you a tool to type in here's the text that I want to say so you have it right there in front of you. Um, down the road we want to even do some things like highlight and say oh you've typed you know you've you've typed ten seconds worth of text here you can't possibly say that in four seconds so you should shorten it up a little bit. Well, this is great. So I just want, again, this show is all about helping the Appster tribe figure out ways to make money. Sometimes it's not just uh, selling your app on the App Store because it is incredibly competitive. And sometimes we get a little bit disheartened when, you know, we launch apps. I just had a, an app developer approach me yesterday. He had an extremely, extremely popular popular uh, app that made a ton of money for him. And uh, he's just released another one. Uh, I won't mention the name, but it's flopped, basically. And mm. uh, it could be so, uh, I guess, tough out there for indie app developers. And so what I'm thinking of is that either we could help 
apps, app developers by putting together their marketing material by using your software, using, you know, getting all the things uh, in place and then putting together uh, nice little demos, uh, maybe even uh, videos to help user onboarding. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, what what you, you got any thoughts on how uh, to put together videos to help the process of user onboarding, making the whole process of getting users in the app and registered and, and keep keeping them there uh, through the use of videos? You know, we haven't really thought too much about those bringing those videos back into the app. Um, I do think that's an interesting concept because you could you could easily record your app, you know, and then and then kind of fit that back into the app as a okay here watch somebody use it. Um, but I, I would say on any of your supplementary supplementary material, if you you know if you have a blog or a website, um, I, I like to think about you know at TechSmith we make these tools like Camtasia for for instructional video. And we sometimes make this distinction between, well, that's training content, that's support stuff. And over here is the marketing stuff. But when you actually look at the way people use the training material, it is marketing too. Because one of the main questions you need to have answered before you spend any money on a product is, can it actually, can I make it do what what it promises to do for me? And, and how better to to get a sense of that than to look at some of the training or tutorial materials and really get a, a, a feel for, is this practical for my situation? And I think that applies to apps too. Um, and that's why, you know, I, I think the um, app previews sitting there in your description in the store are going to be key. And I, and I break down, I have a blog post on the TechSmith blog that really breaks down four areas that I think it's going to impact conversion, differentiation, qualification, and discovery. Because I think all four of those are, are helped with these videos. Yeah, so anyone interested in that blog post, what I could do is um, put a little a link to that a specific blog post in the show notes. So just go to theappguy.co and go and check out episode 162 with Daniel Foster and you'll see um, links to all the things we're mentioning and, uh, and to your blog post as well. Uh, th- this is fascinating because I'm actually thinking that the reason I was using Camtasia because I was helping clients, I was helping uh uh, students, uh, anyone, you know, like um, understand the use of certain websites. And obviously, a lot of people have made a huge amount of money teaching about social media, for example, you know, teaching people how to use Pinterest, how to use uh, Twitter and how to use LinkedIn, all this sort of stuff. Uh, what about apps? Apps are now, you know, where we're spending all of our time pretty much, especially if you're listening to the show. What about training people to use specific apps? How to get the best out of Evernote? Can you imagine, like, you know, charging? <laughs> yep. You could you could literally go through your phone, and every one of us who's listening to this right now can become an expert. And with uh, your tool and a few simple things, we, you know, we can actually release uh, tutorials on how we use uh, the apps. Because I'm pretty sure everyone has a different way of using it, and and getting the best out of these apps that we we are actually carrying around in our our pockets. And what do you think to that? You know, I think uh, we do talk a lot to app developers and we, we talk about promoting your app. But yeah, there is this whole other use case where you're making videos of other people's apps or apps that you love or, or that you use a lot. Um, I think one interesting, um, you know, thing for a developer still to think about is, you know, are there people that are heavy users of my app? Um, who are my, you know, kind of the whales, the ones who, who, who spend the most or, or use it the most? Is there an opportunity there for those people to to share their expertise about my app, their love of it, maybe their 15 different ways that they use it um, to share some of that content? And, and what better way than to make a video? Uh, we've heard from instructional 
a technologist at schools, for example, you know, schools use a ton of apps, iPad and uh, particularly, and it's somebody's job at that school to introduce their staff and faculty to new apps that could be useful to them in the context of like, here's how we could use it. Here's how you could use it in your curriculum. So there is this whole, uh, yeah, training education kind of layer um, where video makes a lot of sense. Well, uh, that is just, I think, a great idea. So, uh, and, and also this show is all about ideas. And uh, one of the ideas that popped into my mind uh, as we were talking is uh, we've seen a lot of apps that uh, are kind of social media types stuff where you get a lot of videos. We had a guest, for instance, um, uh, who was the founder of Kloof, and uh, they were um, showing a lot of trending uh, pets uh, videos, little footage of um, pets. We've got Vine, the app Vine, which is six-second videos that uh, go trending. I'm thinking, I've just thought of a, a great app idea, Daniel. Here we go. What about taking your software, producing... Um, using it to produce uh, the best apps and, and, and the training videos that we can do on our apps and have an app that would be uh, trending all the different uh, tutorial videos on apps. So whichever app was getting, was, was like ascending through the ranks that week or that day, you'd already have a tutorial or an, uh, a a little video that talked about how to use it and, and why. Yes, I'm thinking almost like there's a very popular website called Product Hunt. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, it gets a lot of um, attention to new products, but that kind of thing, but within an app and it, and have these tutorials. So we can see maybe either new apps or existing apps. You, know, you could have two tabs maybe. And uh, what, what uh, are trending, what one of those, what apps are trending and uh, the tutorial videos, you know, maybe they're kind of limited to uh, five minutes for three minutes, but you, you get to watch those very quickly. Then you, you then are attracted to download the app. And, uh, you know, maybe there is a way of uh, circumventing Apple's rules in a way, because we're, they won't allow uh, any apps to go in to uh, promote other apps within the store. Uh, as, mm. I don't know if you've come across this rule. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had a guest as well, uh, Ran Mili, uh, Melamed, made, Melamed, sorry. Uh, he was actually here today. And uh, he was producing a directory of apps and he was not re um, allowed to do that for Apple. He had to do it for Android. What about the videos of those apps? And You know, yeah. one of... One of the early discussions we had uh, in thinking about App Show was, would, could there be a, an app discovery site that was kind of attached to it, right? And I think, that's, I think that gets at that idea where you could mainly encounter new apps through kind of a wall or a, a grid of, of their videos. And I love the 30-second format because it's so low investment. You can, you know, you can watch a lot of these in, in an hour or in 15 minutes. Um, Daniel, you and I have just made someone very rich because if anyone <laughs> listening to this right now who wants to circumvent those rules on Apple and get your app in quick before they figure out what's going on and have an app discovery wall of videos, uh, 15 to 30 seconds, and uh, have that as discovery of new apps. Here's where I think Apple's missing some opportunity, honestly, to boost the discovery in the store is you can't embed these videos. So right now, you can go even to the website, you know, pull up the iTunes um, listing, you know, you can get to from a web search, but they don't show the video. Um, and so they and they also don't let you embed it. 
Uh, but I, I, you know, I just think what a huge missed opportunity there. Because if you could embed these videos from the App Store, then you'd already, you know, you'd already have app um, developers wanting to make them, and you wouldn't have to like make separate videos uh, for a lot of those. You could just create new and inventive ways of of kind of bringing them together and curating them. Yeah, I mean, we're obviously talking a lot about Apple, and uh, I'm a big Apple fan. I'm talking to you from a MacBook Pro. I've got an iPad sitting here, an iPhone. Uh, but there is a lot that disappoints me with Apple, and uh, one of them is that uh, the sharing side of it. So we're recording a podcast. Um, there's no way anyone listening to this can quickly um, embed that into their own site or uh, share it fairly easily, you know, through an embed. Uh, what I would like to see is embed of podcasts, embeds of videos, and just have those easily shared and embedded within Facebook or within any social media sites that enable you to embed stuff. Just make it a lot easier for us. So please, Apple, if you are listening to this, <laughs> please make it easier. Help us. We want to share. Yeah, we do. We're <laughs> obsessed with sharing. And, you know, there's so many times when I'm listening to a podcast and I think I must remember to share that. And it's just so difficult. And I'm sure that, you know, there's going to be sections of videos that are, you know, five to 10 minutes long, say, and there's a little snippet in there. And you think, oh, that's really interesting little tip. You know, all these things we don't know how to to do. Your your software is going to reveal them for us, you know, through the videos. And uh, I think that's going to be extremely powerful, but it needs to be embedded. So Apple, please embed the videos, enable us <laughs> to embed it. So Daniel, um, the, the, uh, before we finish in the last five minutes, we would like to know, uh, what uh, apps are your favorites? So uh, would you be able to pick up your phone? I'm guessing it's an iPhone and uh, choose one or two of your uh, apps that you could recommend that you think maybe we haven't heard of before. Well, um, yes, I do have my iPhone 6 here. I, I had a, a pre-order with Verizon and then I canceled it once I realized I could just get it locally from Best Buy. So I six was or able six to get plus. Uh, I went with the 6, you know, a, a coworker got the 6 plus and I, I've held both, and I, I'm definitely in the six camp. Right, okay. Uh, yeah, because I guess uh, you just have to hold them. Uh, wh why uh, is it a lot bigger? I mean, I haven't held it yet, so is it a lot bigger than the five, five S? Well, the, the six is slightly bigger. Um, I feel like it's about, for my hand, you know, this is going to be subjective, but for my hand, this is like the max size that I would want um, because I can still use it one-handed, barely. I feel a little clumsy, but I can use it one-handed. But, you know, my coworker who got the six plus, he says, yeah, I just, I just am resigned to using two hands and, and I'll just change how I use it. So that works too. Right. Okay. So your six, iPhone six, what, what uh, one or two apps do you think would be uh, good for us to try? Yeah, so there are a couple that I use quite a bit. Um, I don't know if um, if Waze Waze is probably well known enough now that it's it's not so much a, a hidden app. But I still meet a lot of people who who use Google Maps all the time to navigate around and haven't really realized that um, you know Waze is great, especially like. Uh, Labor Day weekend, you know, I'll be driving uh, from the beautiful Upper Peninsula of Michigan, which is where I grew up, back down to the Lansing area, which is where I live. And if the main freeway has an issue on it, Waze immediately shows me that. And I can jump off the freeway, find another, um, you know, side road. And then it shows me exactly where I can get back on once the traffic is cleared. So I love Waze. And I have to say thank you very much, Waze, because you've saved me one or two fines. Because I am addicted to putting the speed traps on there as well. And uh, yeah, they're, they're very good for identifying, you know, I guess, speed traps and uh, th things that you're seeing, hazards on the road, 
traffic. Do you end up taking pictures of the traffic jams and uh, and putting those onto uh, onto ways? I am not so brave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, come on now, Daniel. This is confession time, my friend. Okay. Yeah. Do you click that passenger button when you're driving? <laughs> you know, I feel like they've gotten rid of it, or I've just finally clicked it enough times it got tired and gave up. <laughs> yeah. Sure, what a bit I'm of a, a con, passenger. isn't it? Uh, this yeah. is dangerous to use. Are you a passenger? Of course I am. <laughs> You're doing one-handed down the right. 70 miles an hour down the highway. <laughs> so another another app I really love, and we're near the end of the season for this one. It was developed by one of my coworkers here at TechSmith as a side project, like you talked about. You know, a lot of a lot of developers doing stuff not in their day job, um, and it's called Grilling Time, and it's just a timer for your grill. And so as you're out on the deck. You put on maybe different kinds of meat and you stagger them because you know they need to go on for different amounts of time. So it lets you set a number of timers um, and even have kind of an icon to show this is my, you know, my chicken timer and this is my steak timer. And it sounds like I eat really well, but I don't that well. But, you know, the hot dog timer, I guess. That is um, that. Well, certainly I can claim that we've never heard that in 162 episodes. That's the first grilling app that we've heard of. And an, an absolute kudos to your friend there, your colleague who managed to do that in his spare time. It just shows you that if you put your mind and effort to the app development, you can do it. And you, you know, even if it's you're, you're working full time. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. So again, I'll have links to those in the show notes and also you'll be able to get uh, uh, those. I'll include them in the uh, 50 apps that are most recommended by guests. Just go to theappguy.co and, uh, and sign up to the newsletter and you'll get those um, put into the app. Um, into the, sorry the report uh, Daniel are there any um, parting thoughts that you have for us in t- terms of uh, your journey uh, with TechSmith or um, anything you'd like to share that you feel we haven't covered just yet uh, you know it's been a really fun journey of getting this spun up and we did um, a number of tactics that I think probably aren't maybe new to app developers, but, you know, just the importance of having that landing page out there. I mean, we, we had the landing page while we were, we still barely had, you know, bits assembled into a working prototype, um, and reaching out to people within the community. Um, I was amazed by how easy it was to get responses from these big name developers who stood on the stage or, you know, whose apps were shown from the stage at WWDC and a simple tweet, um, and, and a very clear, you know, request. And we were able to talk to some folks. So, um, just, uh, it was, it was a reminder to me of like how in our socially connected age, nobody is really that far away and nobody's unreachable, um, with a little persistence and, and just figuring out what channel and, and how to phrase things in a simple way, um, I think there are a lot of people who are who can help you get the word out about your product. So talking about reachable, Daniel, how do we reach you? So you can reach our team. Um, we're on Twitter at uh, AppShowApp. It's a little complicated, but AppShowApp. Um, and you can also email our uh, whole group. It's AppShow at TechSmith.com. And I'm personally on Twitter at uh, FosterOnomo. So Foster, O-N-O-M-O. Okay, great. Well, Daniel, I have to say that uh, that was terrific. Uh, I think you have given us uh, some homework to do right now. So if you are finishing this uh, podcast and you are uh, busy running or uh, you're driving, uh, just remember to go and uh, have a quick look at um, the uh, app show um, from TechSmith. And uh, I'll include links to that in the show notes. Uh, Go and check it out. 
and uh, I guess um, I guess uh, it's for sale now, is it, Daniel? There's um, we can actually buy it now, can we? So right now we're in open beta. So as soon as you sign up at uh, appshow.techsmith.com, we send you an auto response with a link to download it. Uh, we're using Hockey App to deliver the the app to your Mac, um, and then once Yosemite is shipped. Uh, and you know, final it's a, uh, today as we're recording this, they they just announced the uh, the GM. But once that's available, then we can actually um, try to get into the Mac App Store, and that's where we're headed is is to be listed in the Mac App Store. But Yosemite has to be shipping first. Okay, so. and so we'll be you'll be listed in the Mac App Store, and will you have an accompanying app in the App Store? Well, it only requires the the Mac app um, because the 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 way Apple set up the technology, it's kind of cool. You you just plug in, um, and iOS you know starts sending the feed of of the whole screen over to your Mac. So um, there's actually nothing to install on the device, only on the Mac. And we're looking at a subscription um, based thing where you can output as many watermarked videos as you want so that you can really dial in and make sure that it's going to give you the quality and, and exactly what you want. Um, and then once you're happy with the watermarked one, you just uh, pay uh, by a subscription and then you can make as many um, as many final videos as you want during that period of time. Great. Okay, well, you're talking to the right audience. This is the Appster Tribe. Daniel, thank you so much for joining us on the App Guy podcast. All the best with your journey. We'd love to keep up to date with what's going on. And uh, yeah, all the, uh, just thanks for delivering such awesome products for helping us to run our businesses. Well, thank you so much, Paul, for the opportunity to, to talk to your crew. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. Everything around you that you call life was made up by people that were no smarter than you. And you can change it. You can influence it. You can build your own things that other people can use. The App Guy Podcast 